0: Thank you, Mary, and kia whanau. It's really great to be speaking to you today as we kick off our first practice series for the year, which is all about listening to scripture. Fokorongo kite kupu, listen to the word. If you're new to St Augustine's, we not only take time preaching through the books of the Bible, but we also from time to time do a deep dive into a spiritual practice like we're beginning today. And we have a pretty exciting lineup of teaching and speakers to get this party started. And we're connecting this also to the launch of a number of formational communities. And the seven weeks leading up uh, to Easter, we're going to be jumping into this practice of listening to scripture both on Sunday and in our formational communities midweek. And the rationale for all of this is found in the psalm that Mary read to us before. Opposed to the modern secular idea of self-fulfilled or self-contained individualism, someone's vision of a flourishing human life is a life that is tapped into and resourced by an eternal flow that comes from the very life of God. It's a way of being human that is shaped by uh, the scriptures, a shaping that's the result of a lifetime of of meditating on Scripture, which in the uh, which in Hebrew is the word hagar, which is used in the Bible to describe what lions do with bones—gnawing on them, turning them over, and digesting them. The process of hagar is the way by which you get something from the outside of you into the inside of you. This is not so much about knowing the right thing to do, which of course is hugely important and vitally helpful, but it's more about becoming the right kind of person, a person who instinctively knows how to run uh, with the grain of creation. Or in the language of the New Testament, it's about becoming a kind of person who knows how to move and respond to and be in sync with the unforced rhythms of God's grace. And so one of the challenges that I'd like uh, to set for us as we begin this practice of listening to Scripture together um, is that as a church, over the next seven weeks, I would absolutely love it if all of us could memorize Psalm 1. It's pretty easy. It's just six verses. Uh, Look, you're all bright people. And trust me, it's way more doable than giving up chocolate for Lent. And memorizing scripture is one of the great ways to meditate on scripture. And Psalm 1 is a great place to start. Now, also according to Psalm 1, getting the scriptures from the outside of us onto the inside of us involves learning to delight in them. Which, to be honest, is probably one of our biggest challenges. And that's because the Bible is unapologetically not easy listening. It has all sorts of things that rankle the modern ear and just makes us wince at its weirdness. I mean, you get to page two, you're introduced to a talking snake, mysterious fruit in a sacred garden. On page five, we have a brother murdering another brother. Then there's polygamy, sexual assault. It assumes a, kind of the existence of a spiritual realm that we cannot see. But it participates and contributes to the world that we can see. And all of this is just within the first uh, six chapters of the bible so to be sure the bible is like a difficult adult read but the major challenge for us is being confronted with the reality that on the one hand the bible is an incredibly ancient book written by people from a culture and a background that's an that's just incredibly foreign to us and so we hold the beauty the sophistication the humanness and the ancientness of the cultural difference of the Bible on the one hand, and on the other, we often, when we often spend time listening to the Bible, we experience God addressing us through these texts, and sometimes it's just an experience of spiritual flatlining. And all of this tension doesn't make for an easy relationship with the Bible, and it makes it hard to keep going. And often what you observe is that um, people become post-Bible followers of Jesus, who eventually become post-church followers of Jesus, who eventually just become post-followers of Jesus. And there's no judgment in that. This is not a slam. It's just, just an observable phenomenon. And the remedy is not just guilt plus fear plus try harder. It's about... The freedom that comes with finding a practice that actually gives you life. And my experience in the church tradition that I grew up in, which, oh my gosh, it gave me so many good things. It was theologically orthodox, it was prayerful, super thoughtful, deeply committed to each other as a community, really engaged with the Holy Spirit, in many ways, just an amazing spiritual environment. But maybe like you, it only furnished me with one approach to the scriptures which was every day, grab a small chunk of time, either in the morning or in the evening, and read a small chunk of the Bible, like just one or two paragraphs, as part of connecting with God in that morning or the evening of that day. Now, please hear me rightly. If this is you, if this is still working for you, keep doing it. You know, I want more of us doing this. I want to do this even more um, myself. This is a great practice and of course it's made even easier and far richer today by using something like the uh, Lectio 365 app, which I often use, or the Praise You Go app. You know, whatever you hear, don't hear, stop doing this. But what I do want to do with this series is to build on this or to broaden out this practice by giving us a few other ways of engaging with Scripture, not least because we often don't appreciate how recent this approach is. I mean, and the printed Bible like this has really only been around since the 15th century because of the invention of the printing press, and then only in the hands of private individuals since about the 18th century. So in this series, what I want to do is broaden out our approach to listening to Scripture, be that through memorizing Scripture, reading large sections of Scripture, or like engaging in a practice like Lectio Divina, and a whole lot more. So I want to broaden our approach to listening to Scripture. And secondly, I want to broaden our approach to understanding the purpose of Scripture. And again, maybe this is not you or your experience, but it was mine. And again, super grateful for the tradition I was raised in. But I was more implicitly than explicitly formed to understand the Bible as a kind of theological reference book, something like a like a theological encyclopedia, where if you had a theological question, you could look it up uh, in the Bible for the answer. Or another way that the Bible was often referred to was um, God's manual for human life. And again, the approach is the same. If you had a question, you'd look up the answers and um, what, you know, for what God had set out in uh, the book. And again, don't get me wrong here, the Bible has many, many good and true things to say about God and human life. You know, that's exactly where you should absolutely go for the answers to these questions. The only problem with this approach is that the scriptures are not designed as a reference book or a manual, so you will not get the answers to the questions in a way that you might expect. According to the Bible, the purpose of the Bible is not to just inform us, but its key purpose is to be an instrument that God uses to transform us. A classic example of the scripture explaining the purpose of the scriptures is found in a letter that the Apostle Paul, who was one of the earliest church leaders, wrote to his protege Timothy. And he writes this But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. And here, Paul is saying three really important things about the Scripture. Firstly, that God's grand project, which has been written about, sung about, prophesied about, and all the different books that make up the sacred writings of the scripture, that in partnership with God's image-bearing humans, that God would set the world to rights and launch a new creation, that that grand project, that has come true in the person of Jesus. In the person of Jesus, the architect, the playwright of this epic drama of scripture has stepped onto the stage of creation as the lead role to take the project forward. And so the scriptures that narrate this epic drama, they transform us from the outside in by inviting us to become actors in this unfolding drama of God by showing us how to follow jesus's lead this is the kind of knowing that only comes from following not just by the accumulation of facts because as paul says here the purpose of scripture is that everyone who belongs to god may be proficient equipped for every good word work sorry the greek word translated proficient is the word artios which means to be the perfect to be perfectly suited or the perfect example of the type. Like when you come to a fruit bowl and you find the best apple and you hold it up and it's not just one of those flowery versions that you buy from Countdown. No, this is the perfect new season Nelson apple that has probably, you know, cost about 18 bucks now. But it's reached all the potential that an apple could possibly be. In scripting us to follow Jesus' lead, the purpose of the Bible is to form us to be flourishing human beings, the arteos of what God intended humanity to be. And at the heart of all this, Paul is encouraging Timothy to continue in what he had learned from Scripture because they are the instrument or the instrument through which God communicates his spirit. The word inspired here is the Greek word Theonoustos, God-spirited or God-breathed. To say that the scriptures are God-spirited, it's not so much about what happened to those people in the process of writing the books, but more what God does to those who follow Jesus' lead in the drama or the story that it's telling. God breathes his spirit into them. He communicates his life to them. Uh, this is my son's trumpet and he's been learning it for um, a couple of years and look there's nothing really super special about this trumpet Um, you wouldn't uh, use it in an orchestra if you were a a professional musician Um, but it's perfectly fine to uh, learn on or if you're playing at the uh, point Chev RSA but the point is just think about what would what would happen if you place this instrument into the hands of someone like Miles Davis. You know, it would be utterly transformed. When this instrument is Miles Davis breathed, it becomes alive and would put something in your bloodstream. And before you know it, you'd be moving in time with the rhythm. You know, the good of this trumpet, the effect of this trumpet, is all about who is breathing through it. And this is what Paul is saying when he says that all of the scriptures is God-breathed. It's the instrument that God uses to form us into the rhythm of following Jesus. And which is why practicing listening to the scripture is so central to a life that is filled and fueled by the Holy Spirit. Really, the goal of the series is wherever you're at with your practice of reading scripture, um, I want you to hear the invitation just to dial that up, just, just one click. And you know, Maybe you don't have a Bible. Um, there's, there are plenty online. Um, there's the Read Scripture app, which is actually amazing. If you are going for a printed Bible, I would recommend a translation called uh, The Message or the NRSV, which is the Bible that I use. Or there is a new um, study Bible out. It's called the NRSV Cultural Background Study Bible. And uh, if you find all the footnotes helpful, I would definitely go for that one. If you have a Bible, and this is all new to you, um, so you haven't started, the best place to start is to uh, go straight to the Gospels, which is right at the very start of the New Testament. Maybe you've put the Bible down in this last season. Then um, one of the things I would recommend for you to take things to the next click would actually to change modes in the way that you listen to Scripture. Maybe you would want to switch to listening to the Bible via audio or connect using the Lectio 365 or Pray As You Go app. You know, as you drive or go as you go to work or go um, go for a walk. in you know, One year I just listened to Psalm 23 sung by a church choir every year as I drove to work. It was amazing. If switching modes is something that you think would be helpful to get you back into the regular practice of listening to scripture, you know the Bible project has a new app which they've just launched this year, which is not only which not only has some of the best explainer videos anywhere, they've also begun to load onto that uh, some free courses um, which are all super accessible. Or do all of the above And jump in and try one of our formational communities uh, for Lent. And learn with a few others, a couple of practices um, which can be done together with other people. Which really is the native context that scripture was originally designed to work in. Next steps in that direction could could look like heading to our website to try out one of our already established formational communities. Or getting in touch with Andy and he'll help um, find one for you. Starting a new practice... Or refreshing yourself in a practice is all about starting where you're at, not starting where you want to be at. Again, the goal here is that, like Jesus, we would experience a flourishing human human life that is fruitful in season and out because it is tapped into and resourced by an eternal flow of life that comes from the very heart of God. And so as I land, and as we begin this practice of listening to Scripture together, allow me uh, to lead you in prayer. Uh, Living God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you raised your son Jesus from the dead, giving us the promise and the guarantee that one day all things will be made new, like your son Jesus was made new. By that same Holy Spirit, enliven us and renew us and embolden our faith as we listen to uh, the scripture, as you write us into this amazing drama that is unfolding through its pages and which we see unfolded in the person of Jesus. Open our eyes to see you at work in the world and make us more and more alive to your presence and to each other. We long to see your kingdom come in our lives and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.